Good Friday. Well, essentially Friday for us. It's really Wednesday, but welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the last day of the week that we'll have a show. Uh, Coach Maynard, hopefully he can stop by. Didn't look at their schedule, but I think he'd probably make it. Uh, We'll talk to him about uh, what's coming up on Friday night in the semifinals. College football playoff rankings. I told you, Jared. I told you. You were texting me as soon as I I came out last night. S-E-C. I don't really think it's possible, but I can dream up a scenario where it looks like three teams could still make it. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Might be able to. We'll uh, kind of pick through the rankings. What what it means doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. How much is this? It's... How much of this they put them in spots to build up what's coming what's coming for the weekend to people like us to talk about it. I don't know how real they are until the end. How many teams still have a legit shot at the top four? And then I've got some scenarios cooked up to ask Jared about. We'll hit Big Elks and Cushing. Some things, uh, keys to the game. I've written down a few. Uh, maybe some other games around the state that uh, we've got our eyes on and looking forward to seeing the result of. And then right off the top of the show, what in sports are you thankful for? It's Thanksgiving tomorrow. My personal favorite holiday of the year is uh, tomorrow. What are you thankful for in sports? And then also, I want to know what's your perfect Thanksgiving plate? If you go in with a refill plate in mind, like I do, so you get the you know the first wave you've got it you know you're, I'm going to get this the first time then come back and add this to it or whatever with the you know a lot of times if you got a big family like I've grown up in on my mom's side especially there's so many people there that means so many side dishes it's hard to get everything on your plate at once so you kind of have to be strategic about what am I going for the first time what can I wait till the second time is there a is there a risk of it being gone. You know, like somebody chinched up a little bit, didn't make enough, or everybody loves a certain side dish, so you got to bust in there the first go through, or go around uh, to make sure that you can get that. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that right off the top of the show. Two two five nine six nine eight is the phone or the text line. That's two two five nine six nine eight. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of that, whatever else is on your mind. Feel free to chime in at two two five nine six nine eight. Penny News is in the app. We have the app. We have uh, KADSAM.com if you're going to be outside the listening area. That app's got radio, Penny News. Brand new edition of the Penny News is <clears throat> online, thepennynews.com. Also, I think it's out. Uh, didn't I believe Blake went yesterday? Yeah, it's here. It's out there. So go pick up a free copy of the Penny News right now before uh, Black Friday. Probably some Black Friday deals in there, I would imagine. Possibly Atwoods. It seems like they're in there. A lot of times, mm-hmm. what do they have on sale for Black Friday? You might be able to check that out. Big Elk TV, Paragon TV, Big Elk TV, Friday night, 7 o'clock. 
the Elks and Cushing in the semifinals, number one versus number two in Class 4A. We'll go on with a pregame about 6.30, maybe just a tick before, depending on uh, the length of the interviews and whatnot. And and here's another thing. I uh, got the rundown of the game yesterday. The anthem will happen at 10 till. So if we want to get that on the air, then we're going to have to start earlier. A little earlier. Uh, than what we normally do. But uh, it's also going to be Cushing's band, so do we really want to hear it? No, I'm teasing. No. I'm teasing. But seriously. Who doesn't want to hear the national But seriously, how is yeah. that band doing it? Not ours. I mean, come on. Anyhow. Home team. Little that, band smack. It's the home team thing. I'm feeling good about it when the band smack starts, right? I mean, you got one that's won 42 straight marching competitions for years in a row versus one that's got about eight people out there. I mean, come on. Wow. Listen, there's anything we can talk trash about around here, it's the band. I'm just going to tell you. Yep. Now I'm teasing Cushing. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing the band. Uh, the, we heard him play the National Anthem last year, and it was great uh, there at Cushing. You remember what that field was called? Uh, no. Dang, I can't either. I do not. I was going to put that in the intro to the game on Friday night, and I couldn't remember what it's called. At Cushing? The Cushing's yeah. field? I remembered last year. Uh, turf field. Bro, it was a nice <coughs> facility. I remember what it was last year, but I... I Press box was horrible, but... How, how would you know? Uh, exactly. <laughs> we never got in there. I'm just assuming. Never got in there. Anyways, we'll be in a nice, warm press box this week. <laughs> yes, we will. All right. What are you thankful? What is, you know, that's always the question around the dinner table leading up. Yeah. So what are you thankful for in sports? What's your sports Thanksgiving things this the, year the for this year that i'm thankful for yes well we're still playing football i'm very thankful about that second year in a row still playing football the day after thanksgiving gotta be thankful about that i've got a version that's an of, obvious one, i've got right? a version of that okay i'm thankful that the big elks and coach Maynard won district that way we were inside there the last two weeks that's instead probably, of outside that probably trumps all of that yes i absolutely agree with that because you know we'd have been outside at newcastle yeah Without a doubt. Yeah, because that one cameraman had to have that entire room. Yeah. So what about uh, Poto? Do we know if Dennis and Allen were outside or not? I'm pretty sure they were inside. Sound like they were inside. All right. Well, one for two. But anyway. But yes, I'm 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 very thankful about that and space heaters. Very thankful for space heaters. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was cold last couple Fridays. Um, I'm thankful for, uh, jokingly, uh, and I'll get serious here, but... I'm thankful for the Big Elks football team and their winning ways, my kids' teams and their winning ways, because that seems like the only teams that continually win this past year. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Obviously, Sooners are struggling. My Texas Rangers have been horrible for the past decade, it feels like. Um, the Thunder are rebuilding. Dallas is a hold-your-breath moment every time they take the field. You never know. But consistently, the Big Elks last year and this year have won, and so have my, my kids' teams. But thankful for that. I'm thankful for – and speaking of the Thunder, let's take turns. Go ahead. No, I'm, just, I'm thankful the Thunder are fun. They're getting fun again. Yeah, I was going to go there. Yeah. They're getting fun again. Uh, did you see KD's comments? I did. I did. Throwing a little Bringing verse, back, baby. Throwing, oh, please. Throwing, Bringing back. Well, if, if things are too drama-filled over in Brooklyn, but he seems to like the drama. Here's the problem, though. He's uh, He signed that new contract. And think about all the you'd have to give up. I wouldn't want to give up a whole bunch of 
current players for him. That's not. But there's lots of picks still. There's, there's. That's not. I don't think this him is not in. I don't think Presti's vision and Presti's plan, and that's what I'm thankful for is his perfect 2020 vision that he's had, his patience that's gotten to where it was the day KD said sayonara to where it is now. There's been a lot of patience there, and he's had a vision, and I think it's kind of talking about what KD said in that podcast or whatever it's called. Um, it, it It's exciting. and We've seen the fun side of it. We've seen what could be get Chet back. Who knows what those other picks will turn into. It could peak at the right moment. So I'm very thankful for Presti and his, the his timing. Vision. The timing looks pretty good because there's going to be some elevators headed down as the Thunders are headed up mm-hmm. with with age of players on the good teams and, and those guys getting worse as the Thunder get better. Yeah. I agree. Bring back KD. See, I'm more optimistic about that. I've, I put, I'm, I'm thankful that Dallas is actually a force in the NFL. Now, what that equates to at the end of the season, I don't know, but they are appointment television each and every week because one, you're not sure exactly what offensive philosophy they'll have, good or bad, mm-hmm. but you know that defense. Uh, Micah Parsons is appointment television Absolutely right now. Is. The way he can wreck everything the other offense. You look is for eleven every time they're on defense. No you, doubt. You immediately your eyes go to him. Where is he at? And then it's hard to take your eyes off of him. And so is everybody else because normally there's like an arrow pointed over his head. Yep. Like it's Tech Mobile or, or they something. Circle him and yeah, he's that impact player with a star underneath him. That's the dude. Yeah, that's I. But it is. I mean, it's like what I call him. Hold your breath. You don't know. You're going to get what you're going to get. So you get the green versus the Green Bay Dallas Cowboys, or you get the very next week the Minnesota versus Minnesota Dallas Cowboys. Here's one on the text line that a lot of people around this state ought to be thankful for the starting quarterbacks in there for their respective teams in Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. But an OSU fan, thankful for Spencer Sanders. Even if he's wacky, it'd be a whole lot worse than Stilly without him. That's exactly right. Same as can be said for Dylan Gabriel yeah. and Norman. Yeah, that's true. Uh, on the lighter side – because of, uh, well, OU and OSU not doing so hot, and it's been a struggle, and I mentioned all my other teams not doing so hot. Thank goodness for sports and video games. You know what I found the other day? What's that? MLB The Show for $10, the baseball game. And I busted it out last night for the first time. Really cool game. The Rangers are actually winning in that one. Here's one. (laughs) Thankful for the Houston Astros. Moving on. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't want to talk about that Thankful very long. for, uh, you know, trash cans, too. I think we're past that, Jared. Yeah, I'm not. Never will. I mean, you're not ever going to be past it, but I think them as a team is kind of past <laughs> it. Anything else? I think I got it covered. All right. What's your perfect? This is, this is what I've really been looking forward to this whole week. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Give me – okay, so – you're, I mean, we've established this. You're a thinner guy than most. So, do you even go when you when you go to fill when you go to fill your plate? Does a second plate even cross your mind at the time, or are you like, okay, I'm gonna get my plate, eat, and then be done? I typically I get my plate knowing leave room for dessert, but not for Don't another plate. Overfilled. Now, sometimes I will get my plate with that in mind with the dessert and then i think man 
that item was good. I got to have another round of that before right. I get me some pie. So, but you're not going in no, expecting because, to go back for seconds. You're no. going in expecting to eat, but make sure you don't feel horrific so that you can eat a piece of pie. Sure. Yes. Yes. But there is an there are occasions when where you get I, something you're like, "Ooh, I need more of that." Uh, exactly. All right. Like, so, what is yeah. your so since you're going to have a one plater, uh-huh. what is your perfect plate? Well, um, it's pretty traditional. Just turkey, of course. I have to have the white meat though. The turkey, uh, mashed potatoes with the brown gravy. I love green bean casserole with, with the onion straws on it. You know what I mean? Oh, I, yeah. I love the green bean casserole, mac and cheese in a roll, and then if room allows on the plate itself, uh, deviled eggs. And um, and then again, I, that's that's usually a well-rounded meal for me. And then I'm saving room for pie. Or like, hey man, I need another round of that green bean casserole. Or I need another slice of turkey. You know, depending on how it comes out. But yeah, my big eater for two plates, not really. But I can finish off that plate, no problem. But I'm keeping in mind, I want dessert, right? Right. I mean, I was raised right. Eat your food first before you eat dessert. But that's how I go at it. How about you? All right, I go. We got one, Big Sam. Hey, darker light meat, darker white meat. White. You're a white meat. Yeah, guy. yeah. Said that white. Yeah. Oh, uh, I missed that. No, it's all right. No, I don't mind. I don't mind. No so you don't dressing. Get- I'm a, dressing's overrated. No, I don't like. The, oh my the, god, you're off. The uh, stuff. We, we the cannot stuffing and dressing. Hang on a minute. Sorry. Oh, what happened to your mic? Oh, it got turned off okay. because that's ridiculous. <laughs> wow, no dressing. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, too, it's too filling for. I'm like, man, it's not. Not me. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I can go on. Well, I mean, come to our Thanksgiving, there'll be plenty for you then. I, that's pretty good plan. All right, <laughs> here's Sam. Dark meat turkey, dressing mashed potatoes, giblet gravy on all of that. The potatoes, the dressing, and the turkey. Cheesy spaghetti noodles instead of mac and cheese. Green beans, corn, cranberry sauce, the gelatin style one, rolls, pecan pie. No seconds till later. Till le- like an hour and a later half later, on, yeah. not immediately later. Do you like the sandwiches like... Hang on. Okay. All right, so my first plate, turkey, mostly dark meat. I might... Listen, uh, this isn't... Well, it's going to sound like bragging, and it is. If it's if we're eating the turkey I prepared, I'll eat a little white meat because it's tender and juicy because I use what's called the brine before we smoke the turkey. And the brine keeps the juices in, and it's better than most dry dark meat that you're thinking of turkey. Uh-huh. I might put a little slice of that. Of course, dressing. My mother makes a broccoli and rice casserole uh, with some Velveeta cheese on top. That is a must, and you have to get it the first go-around because everybody loves it, and if you don't get it the first go-around, you're out. It'll be gone. So you have to get broccoli and rice the first go-through. I get mashed potatoes. I put gravy on both the dressing and the mashed potatoes. I don't put it on the turkey. Second time through... I'll get a little bit, a little more turkey, a little more dressing, and then if it's there, which at some places it is, some places it's not, I'll skip the the broccoli and rice because a it's normally gone, and the mashed potatoes and go for some mac and cheese. Then, hour and a half, two hours later, say that's say that happens at you know halftime of the first game. You know Detroit okay. playing whoever yeah. be the Bills this year. So you eat about halftime. Somewhere in that vicinity. Then by, you know, middle of the first quarter of the Dallas game, you might have a little hankering. That's when 
the rolls. Hopefully, there's some rolls left over in either turkey or ham. Little sand. Little, little slider. Little, little slider. Turkey sliders. That's I like exactly it. right. Little turkey slider. And then at some point, if I haven't exploded, <laughs> pecan pie is an absolute must. And by by the way, I will eat the pecan pie if it makes me explode because I'm not leaving Thanksgiving without eating pecan pie. There you go. I like it. Let's I'm see. hungry now. We've got some others. Ham, corn spread on the potatoes, green bean casserole, two rolls. Dakota. You're getting hammered for not eating the dressing. Darn. Sorry. Dressing is the – I mean, obviously so your answer I, is going your, your answer is going to be dressing. But I'm I, not saying I don't like the taste or anything. If I'm raking or rating these – from the must-have on a plate to the least, it's down there. So I'm just like, okay, at this point, I've filled up my plate. But, uh, I could give or take. I mean, See, I think dressing is number one eh. on the Thanksgiving plate. It is absolutely not number one. Not the turkey. Not even the turkey. Not even the turkey. I think dressing is more is a more valuable asset to the Thanksgiving plate than even the turkey. Because here's the truth. We have all had... Pretty dry turkey at times, right? Sure. Everyone's been there. It's just happened. Turkey, it's just the way turkey is. Turkey is like that, yeah. Turkey. If you, you can, I mean, just ask on Christmas vacation. You think that one was nice and juicy? <laughs> it's a little dry. <laughs> See the heart. <laughs> uh, that's oh, good. there you go. Mm. Ham and mac and cheese on the sliders afterwards. Now, that's a good plan. Mm. This is the one day of the year where my wife... I don't know if she ex- just accepts that it's happening or this is just what's out there where I can have two starches on my plate at the same time. Like if I happen to put mac and cheese and mashed potatoes on the plate at the same time, I wouldn't get the look. Okay. Save the neck. <laughs> <laughs> now this, this dressing thing isn't going over well. Yeah. I don't care. I Save really- the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> so you Very said good, brown man. gravy. Is that the giblet gravy or you make a, a substitute? I don't care. I don't I'm I like white gravy, but I like No the- no no, I mean is it the giblet gravy with the little pieces in it? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, now to th- I to think about it, at least the Thanksgiving I'm going to this year. Is my side, my family's side, and there's always that there, the mm-hmm. giblet brown gravy. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't mind either gravy. It just, if someone asks me brown or white, I'll go brown. But I like white gravy, like on my chicken fried steak and stuff, you know. But brown gravy, I got to have with my Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Two starches, I'm telling Kara. She'll see it. She might roll her eyes a little sure, bit. Sure, Kara's very aware of it. She this. does not. I mean, <laughs> if I did that on a normal day, she'd like scoop it off my plate in the trash. <laughs> on Thanksgiving, she'll just kind of roll her eyes and go. You get a pass. It's. For this day only, that yeah. and Christmas Day maybe. Yeah, we're not really not big eaters on Christmas. Well, day? it's more of it's it's not this. We it moved away from the traditional. Yeah. Uh, okay. A lot of times it's more Mexican food. Now on Christmas Day, and I don't want to get too far off the beaten path because we got a lot to cover. <laughs> but on Christmas Day, we it, I remember uh, my mom's side of the family. We started doing it since I've been married. Is Christmas morning breakfast, which turns into brunch, right. you know, and you get a whole like. Uh, you know the br- breakfast casseroles and 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 then we just let that fill us all day. We just skip lunch on Christmas. So we day. do like eggs Benedict. Yeah, and my mother's yeah. around. 
uh, our man Tyler Harrison. Maybe a mimosa. Go his ahead. favorite his favorite turkey for Thanksgiving comes in a bottle, the wild kind. <laughs> the wild turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping up the week today. No show tomorrow. No show Friday, but. Friday night, the main show in town will be at Putnam City High School with the Big Elks and the Cushing Tigers, number one and number two in Class 4A going at it in the semifinals. Uh, These two teams, familiar to this spot, both teams in the last two years have been in the semifinals. Cushing in 2020 were beaten by eventual champion Wagner. Last year, the Elks beaten by eventual champion Clinton. Uh, so these two teams have been in this spot before, have not tasted the success in the semifinals recently. Uh, Cushing has won two state titles in their history way back in the 50s and 60s. Played for one in like 2013, I believe, in 3A. Knocked off by Heritage Hall back then. The Elks won in three in title game appearances, the lone championship in 98. So somebody, uh, if it, coming out of this game, somebody is going to have a chance to win their first state title in a long, long time, uh, either the Brown and White or Cushing. Uh, what you know, we we know about that offense. We've heard about that offense. We saw that offense with our own eyes a year ago. Uh, matter of fact, Cushing's the only undefeated team in Class Four A this season still left. Their last loss was that first round playoff game against the Elks a year ago on their home field. What are some keys of this game in your mind? Well, we've gone over it a lot, and and I always go back to what's worked for Elk City all season long. So for me. Um, in this game, it's it's about ball control for Elk City. Uh, that means moving the football uh, and then having success doing it on offense and, and milking a lot of time off that clock and always finishing with the points. Being tougher, and that's in the trenches mainly uh, on both sides of the football, but showing early, showing Cushing that, you know, we're just as tough. We're here to fight you. Uh, we're not just going to lay down because you can score a lot of points. Uh, so even if Cushing comes out and scores on their opening drive and makes it seven to nothing just like that, you still got to be tougher and wear them out. And then you just got to believe, and that's a big thing for me too. Is if when you are an underdog in a in a game, especially a big game like this, when you can create some things to happen your way to keep it close or keep it tied zero zero at the end of the first quarter or maybe down seven to nothing or even up seven to nothing and then you you know some some little things happen your way that belief factor is huge i believe that that's a thing um and i was saying it you know when uh elk city was at least on paper the underdog versus clinton i said it, you know it, a lot of times you lose the teams like that because you see the c on the helmet and you see the tradition and and if but if you could stay with the team as long as possible, and then you just the, the, that belief factor creeps in on the sideline, and then you start to think we can play with this team, and that goes that rings true here. If you can start to believe and be confident, that is huge. So it's a mental thing, I think, is what I'm getting at. It's a big mental game. So, and I think they can. You know, if you can keep it close for as long as possible. All of a sudden, it looks like, okay, we know we can play with this team. We know we're tough. We know we can do some things and maybe make it work our way and, and maybe pull out a win. So so putting all those together, that's those are my keys. How about you? I wrote that exact same thing down, in a, but as I'm listening to you talk, I think to myself, why wouldn't they believe? Sure. They're the last team to beat these guys. That's true. Now, it's a different team. Uh, the Elks lost guys off of the off of last year's team that made a huge contribution in this game. There's no doubt about that. But from the, the same token, though, it was I wrote it down as the most important thing. 
believe you can win the game. Well, why wouldn't they? They beat them last. Yeah, I, I see know, what you're saying. But, yeah. but I still think it's a huge part of it. But all they're hearing or reading, I'm sure, is this team scores have scored this sure. many points this year. They start fast. They do everything well. And da, da, and they did da. it last year. Number one got, wire to wire They so did all far. that last year, and we held them to 14. Right. Like, if anybody should have a belief that they could beat them, it ought to be these guys because they're the last ones to do it, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I, I completely agree with you, though. That's the biggest part of the game, in my mind, is the middle – edge of believing it play physical i think it's really important for the elks to tackle uh camden crooks is electric in the open field not only catching the football to flip it out to him any special teams any returns kickoff or punt returns he's taken multiple of those to the house this year tackling him tackling noah jones out in space is a huge part and then also Tackling Berlowitz when you have a chance in the backfield. If you break free, getting him down to the ground and not allowing him to kind of escape the pocket, he'll run it, but he's really kind of looking to buy himself time for somebody to come open way down the field and make a huge play with his arm. So if you get a chance to eliminate that for one play, I think it's huge to be able to bring him down. Uh, You mentioned it. Offense play defense. You know, if ever was a three yards in a cloud of dust game, this this is it. Uh, have to be clean, and then this kind of goes back a little bit to the mental of believing, but also just play within yourself. Play how you play. Don't don't try to make up for somebody something else that somebody else you think is doing and leaving yourself susceptible to giving up a play. Play your role. You know, mm-hmm. I think sometimes you see when when teams are this. Ballyhooed and this vaunted on offense, you see guys on defense trying to make up for something that's happening in front of them against somebody else, and then they end up not doing what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yep. Another uh, Will just texted it into us, and I think he's exactly right. One thing that I think has a chance to help the Elks and be in their favor is a wet, rainy, windy game that has the ability. Now that it doesn't mean that it's gonna it's gonna happen. But if if you ask either side which one wants to see the wind blowing 40 and the rain in your face, and I mean, I think obviously that plays a little bit into Elk City's favor just with the style of play that they have. Yeah. It's not going to be the end-all, be-all. It's not going to, you know, it, it's not going to end the thing. But I do think that can help. Right. And so, I'll tell you what, why don't you talk amongst yourself? I'm going to let Zach in. Is he locked outside? He's here. I'll just tell Are him, we locked away. inside? Because <laughs> we've been we've been there too. I know we're going to talk probably about some other games too. Uh, well, where'd that list go? I wrote some down, and in yeah, we'll get Coach Maynard in here and talk to him more about a uh, uh, this game. Some other games that stand out. Obviously, Bixby Jinx looks like a huge one. That's happening on Friday afternoon, so we'll probably listen to that on the way there if we can. And uh, Carl Albert and Grove. That's Carl Albert at Grove. Yeah, but it's not at Grove. Oh, is it a? It's a Wasso. Oh, it's a Wasso. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Hooker <laughs> Hominy. That one intrigues me in the lower or the smaller Man, classes at at Northwestern. I'm about a week away from wanting to watch all four Class A games. Yeah, because we still have the chance of Fairview Ringling, Gore Hominy, in the semifinals. All those undefeated teams that have been in the top four all year long. All right, Coach Maynard is with us. Yeah, step on up here to the microphone. 
First off, congratulations. Back uh, play, practicing on Turkey Day and playing in the semifinals two years in a row for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, it's always a goal and happy to be here. Man, I thought last Friday night that was as good a battle in the trenches as you guys have been in uh, since maybe Carl Albert, maybe even counting that one. Those guys had some studs up front, but when they crept back within two, your offensive line said, all right, boys, jump on our back. We're going to go down and we're going to score a touchdown and win this game, and they did it. How proud of you were of, of you, of those big guys were you, watching them just grind it out down there in the fourth quarter. Oh, it's uh, you know always very proud of those guys, and um, you know when when we when we do those things up front, it's really tough and uh, to defend us, and you know obviously they are an outstanding group of young men, and and you know Coach Eastham's done a great job with them all year, and and so is Coach Green and and Coach Cooper, and so you know obviously we we're very proud of who they are and what they've done, and 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 we'll continue to lean on them the rest of the year. Friday night, it's a game that a lot of people have been looking forward to ever since pe- people around the state realized, you know what, Elk City's not going anywhere. And it's a rematch of last year's first-round game. What do you see from Cushing that has made them be so successful so far this year? Well, I think they returned 11 on offense and 11 on defense, or you know, 9 or 10 or 11 on offense or defense. And uh, anytime you got that, you, you bring that many back. You know, we saw – what that did for us a year ago. And so, um, you know, anytime you have that, you, you got a chance to be scary and dangerous. And, you know, they, they're a well-coached team. Um, you know, they do a great job. And then um, they've got dudes. They've got some studs, especially out there on the edge and, and, and uh, at quarterback. So, you know, we'll have to be sound. We'll have to play really well. Um, you know, but I, I think we have the remedy for them. And, and what would that be? I mean, that – what was so successful last year defending them that worked so well? And, and w- could that apply this year too, or, or are they just slightly different? Oh, no, they're, they're, they're very similar. You turn on the film, you would think, you know, that's the same kid from a year ago. He's just a year older, bigger, faster, stronger than he was a year ago. So, um, you know, I think you know, last year, you know, our philosophy, my philosophy as defense coordinator going into the game was um, I didn't want to sit there and play base defense and kind of get picked apart and – because he, you know, Berlowitz kid uh, does a great job of reading, reading kind of what pre-snap with the coverage is. So we wanted to confuse him as much as possible, um, and we're going to try to do that again. We're going to try to confuse him with multiple uh, looks and um, uh, different things uh, from a front standpoint, but also on the back end and coverage. And so, you know, a big thing for us, we talked about it last week or on Saturday after the game against Hilldale. Um, you know, we gave up two big pass plays because we simply didn't communicate with each other what the coverage was. You got a safety playing one coverage, you got a corner playing a different coverage, and so that's how you get open people down the field. And so, you know, we've worked really hard this week on communicating, everybody getting the call and talking through the call and who they've got. And, um, you know, that's, to, to me, as long as we do that and keep the ball in front of us, um, we're, we're going to play really good football and, uh, uh, and we're excited about the matchup. Offensively, uh, you know, you always hear this in a game w- against a team that has that high-powered offense that your offense can be your best defense. And uh, to me, that's what you guys have. Uh, it, it, you know, it's cool to see Cooper go 70. It might be better to see Levy go four every play. <laughs> yeah, well, it, regardless, we, you know, offensively, we are who we are, and and, uh, and and we love it. It's the brand of football that I love. Um 
you know, I fell in love with that growing up as a kid was just go, going, hey, mono y mono, we're just bigger, badder than you. And, and, and so, you know, we try to instill that in our kids, feel like they've really got a good grasp on that. And, um, you know, obviously our offense is – it is what it is, and it's really good at being what it is. And so, you know, this, as coaches this weekend, we, we talked about that and all the um, little intricacies that go into it. And, you know, we're – I don't know. I, I don't know what the – true time is ball control per game I assume it's pretty high because by the time we run a play in there and check it and then send a play in we're getting close to five six seconds left on the clock and I think last week we did a really good job of managing that time uh, and obviously we'll have to do that again this week but but that's not because we're scared of their offense that's more because of that's just who we are that's that's what we're about so uh, yeah, that's that's the gist of it. We're hanging out with Coach uh, Zach Maynard, head coach of the Big Elks. Uh, we were talking about you know keys or what have you, and, and believing. Um, you know, everyone's seen. Even if you're not trying to, you've been able to somehow see you know what they've done. But from a belief standpoint, if there's anybody that ought to have that, turns out we're the last guys to beat them. Mm-hmm. No, and I I think that uh, um, you know our kids aren't. All year long, I don't feel like our kids have ever once been cocky. Um, I feel like they are confident, um, not not flamboyant about it. If you heard the pregame music that they play in the locker room, you would go, you would croak, you would go, "This is unbelievable! How can they listen to Bruno Mars? <laughs> How can they listen to Katy Perry in pregame?" And I, I, last week, I finally went in there and I said, "Guys, or do you understand we're about to play a football game?" <laughs> It's not and, a dance recital, it's a football game. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's just it, it's just kind of their swagger. It's just, right. you know, and and um, so, you know, finally Coach Fisher said just, just let them be them. You know, they're loose, they're confident, don't, don't need to get them too wound up. Um, so, anyways, that's just kind of who our team is. And, 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 man, I really think they enjoy being around each other. And uh, and it's just – it's been great. And, and – um, Looking forward to doing it for another week. Well, if they get a win on Friday, let them listen to California Girls all the way home, okay? Yeah. Whatever yeah. works, right? <laughs> I, I don't care what they sing. <laughs> In your mind, if, I mean, once we ask you this every week, but uh, what do you have to do? Uh, what, what is a key that the Brown and White have to get accomplished on Friday night uh, to, to get past this round and, and make a trip to the state finals? Well, you know, obviously the offense needs to be the offense. It, it needs to be able to run the football, control the line of scrimmage, uh, don't turn the ball over. Um, and, and defensively communicate um, and don't give up the big play. Uh, you know, we, we want to force them to have to – if they're going to score, we want them to take 10, 15 plays to score, um, force them to get uncomfortable uh, as much as possible and, and keep everything in front of us and, and, and don't make any mistakes on special teams. So, you know, it, it sounds like you, I'm saying you got to play a perfect game. We don't have to play a perfect game. We, you know, they're extremely good imp- uh, uh, opponent. Um, but you know, Coach Weber always said there's no, there's no turkeys after Thanksgiving, and that means that everybody can play. And I think maybe last night I realized, well, that means that we can play too because we're here too. So um, we're confident. We need to play a good, sound football game. Keep the ball in front. No big plays, and and let the offense do what it does, and, and let Levy and those those uh, road graders up front, you know, pave the way for us. No school this week, obviously for for Thanksgiving holiday. 
but you're still practicing. So what's that been like? You change the times, getting there in the morning, same time in the afternoon. What's practice been we, like? We bring them in around one. Uh, get 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 them good and woke up. You know, I don't. I, kids should still be kids, and and you know, and, and so we I want to make sure that our kids understand that and have time for their families. And we bring them in around one, make sure they're good and awake, go over some film, walk, lift little weights, go out. And, we've been practicing at two, usually done around four or four thirty, and um, you know. Today is will be that schedule. Tomorrow morning we'll practice at eight, and you know anybody's welcome to come. And 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 so um, we're excited. And and uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's been it's been pretty normal, but but uh, it's always good to be practicing when when everybody else is resting. Are you going to have time for a Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow? I will be going to Visai. Uh Soon as we get out of practice, my wife and kids will go up to Visai. My wife's. Uh, grandma lives there and uh, she'll have a big mess of food ready for everybody and so we'll do that and then about nap time we'll we'll head down to my parents in Cordell and uh, see my side of the family for a little while and we'll head back over here about seven and have team meeting about 8 30 tomorrow night so what you're you gonna be able to keep it all down or are you too nervous <laughs> I, I, you know I don't know usually it's not it doesn't get bad on me until about noon Friday and then from noon to kickoff is usually pretty let's just start the game What's your? Uh, I want to. I want to hear what your perfect plate will be when you go up to Visai, Your wife's grandma's cooking for a Thanksgiving plate. What? Do you, what it's gonna? What has to be on there? Okay, Grandma Dixie makes noodles, turkey noodles. Ooh, from then, scratch. Yes, oh. and then uh, uh, and then mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes, and you put the noodles in the gravy. Obviously, you make the big bowl out of the mashed potatoes, uh-huh. and then eat through it like that. And homemade dinner rolls. Um, Obviously, I'm. I like the turkey leg or the thigh. I don't, you know, I don't need the breast meat, but the leg or the thigh is always a, a way to go for me. Uh-huh. Um, Got to have a little bit of ham on there, not too much. And then my mom makes it's sweet potato pie, but it has it's in a it's in a big bowl, and it has brown sugar and pecans on top, uh-huh. and it's uh, it's dessert, but it's not dessert. It's healthy. It's sweet potatoes. So. <laughs> right. uh, you always got to have some of that. Pumpkin or pecan pie? Pecan. Had a baby. I knew we liked you. I knew it. <laughs> Still nobody with pumpkin pie. I cannot be more proud. Uh, no, seriously, uh, congratulations on the season so far. Looking forward to to continuing on. It'd be no more fun uh, than setting up uh, next week, talking about a trip to uh, UCO and playing whoever in the world wins that other game uh, on Friday afternoon. So good luck to you guys against Cushing, and uh, we'll, we'll obviously be there and uh, be rooting hard for the brown and white. Awesome. I appreciate you guys. You bet. Have a great Thanksgiving, Coach. Uh, Coach Zach Maynard of the Big Elks hanging out with us here on a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Wrapping it up here for the week. We will not be on the air tomorrow or Friday. We will be on the air on Big Elk TV, though. Uh, 7 o'clock kick for the Elks and Cushing. We thank Coach Maynard for joining us here for a little bit of time on a Wednesday before that state semifinal. It's interesting parallels uh, with these two teams and, and the styles that'll make this fight could not be any different uh with Cushing you know they're high flying uh Berlowitz has thrown for over 3,000 yards I think 46 touchdowns and only four picks on the season uh Cushing is basically the exact same guys they had a year ago uh, in a lot of spots whereas the Elks had to replace a ton uh, of the skill position players quarterback uh, and they've done a, a whale of a job being able to do that um and so it's a 
man, it's it's going to be an interesting an interesting battle. Uh, the stylistically, they're just so different. And you know, you've seen times where 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 running teams fall behind and they can't get back in the game. You've also seen times where the running team gets ahead and maybe the the team that used to score a touchdown each and every series tries to end up, you know, pressing a little bit too much. Uh, obviously, that's where if you're uh, if you're on the side that uh, that will be uh, that we are, that's what you're hoping is that the Elks get off to a good start. Cushing kind of looking around after a couple of series where there's no points on the board, thinking, "Man, what just happened? What, what this this isn't normal? Why aren't we scoring?" And and then start to press and trying to score three touchdowns in one series and. Maybe a mistake pops up, and then you know that's that could be the difference in the game. Uh, but I expect a whale of a game, just as it was last year uh, up there at Cushing, a game that the Elks controlled for a lot of it. Uh, but then you looked up at the end, Cushing throwing in the end zone with under a minute left to try to tie it. Um, Mason Price comes up with the with the interception with about a minute left to seal that win uh, a year ago. And as as I mentioned, the last time Cushing was beat was that game in the first round of the playoffs a year ago by the Elks. They come in. Undefeated, ranked number one. The Elks at eleven and one, ranked number two. So it, it's going to be fun. Uh, it, it's going to be a battle, and it, it's just kind of it's it's such a difference in philosophy uh, of football. I can't wait to see which one wins out. Is it kind of the old school rough and tumble, or the new school spread it out, throw it, and, uh, kind of seven on seven type of uh, type of football uh, that Cushing absolutely excels at? And don't and, yeah, don't don't get it twisted. They are. They're phenomenal. There is no doubt about that. There's a reason why they've been number one all year long. There's a reason why they were uh, a whole bunch of people's state title picks. Um, that's a it's a formidable foe, uh, a foe worthy of the state championship as opposed to the semifinals. But for the second year of year in a row, that's just hey, it's kind of the way it worked out. And so um, we'll see these two teams on Friday, seven o'clock at Big Elk Stadium. Let's talk just a little bit about last night's college football playoff rankings. Top four, no surprise whatsoever. With Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, US, or, uh, TCU, excuse me, the top four. I think some people were taken a little bit of back by number five. I was not. Um, LSU, two-loss LSU, the, who's going to play in the SEC title game, is number five over a one-loss USC. And then at seven and eight, again, people questioning – but it, it's just the way it goes. Alabama with two losses ahead of one loss Clemson. I think when you really start to dig in the numbers, uh, you know, obviously the the, the comparisons are going to be what is the deal with, say, you know, LSU being ahead of being ahead of uh, USC? Why is Alabama ahead of Clemson? You know, to me right now. The team that's being a little bit disrespected, and it's just from a purely eye test standpoint because when you look at the metrics of what's going on and if you'll just blindly compare a couple of teams, the one that's really kind of being disregarded in this whole thing from just from a uh, the standpoint of what they've done, is no doubt Clemson. Clemson's the one that's really being a little bit disrespected. And so, to, to illustrate my point, uh, they did it for me on ESPN by putting all this together, but one team's 10-1, and one, 
Number sixth strength of record, 56th, 56th strength of schedule. They've won three games by a touchdown or more over teams ranked in the first half or the top half of the FBS. Two wins versus currently ranked teams, and their loss was to a top 15 team. So number six, 50, number six strength of record, 56th strength of schedule. Three wins, three dominant wins over the top half of the FBS, two current uh, ranked wins, and they lost to a top 15. 10-1 and one record. The other team is 10-1. and one. Number nine strength of record, so th- three spots worse. Number 58 strength of schedule, so two spots worse. Only one win by a touchdown or more, a dominant win over the top half of the FBS, so that's two less wins. Same wins, same amount of wins, two versus currently ranked teams, also lost to a top 15 team. When you hear that, I think most people would go, yeah, Team A is uh, is a little bit better. It's, it's close, but definitely a little bit better. Well, Team A is Clemson. Team B, USC. And USC finds themselves two spots ahead of Clemson in last night's college football playoff ranking. Team uh, and also, I, I think by most people's, most people would guess has is in a way better spot to be that team to take advantage of whoever loses Ohio State, Michigan this week. And it's purely eye test. It's purely what you're seeing, or what your brain is telling you you're seeing with Clemson. I think this game this week is is a huge – it can only go wrong for Clemson if USC wins because here's the problem. Clemson lost that game to Notre Dame by 21 points. If they were to finish in the top four, a 21-point deficit or 21-point defeat would be the third largest by somebody that made the college football playoff in history. And, oh, by the way, that's who USC plays this week. So that that is an obvious kind of mark against the resume of the Tigers if USC is able uh, to win that game. Now, Clemson had to go to South Bend. Notre Dame's going out to the Coliseum in L.A. But when Clemson's lone loss turns out to be if USC wins that game by two touchdowns, that's I think, I'm afraid that's a black eye that Clemson's not going to be able to overcome unless USC loses in the Pac-12 title game. So Clemson is the biggest Notre Dame fan there ever was this week to knock off the Trojans. I think it will be super interesting to see what could happen if everything kind of holds serve. And what respect Michigan or Ohio State would get depending on the outcome of the big game this week. I think Ohio State is in a better position to be able to absorb the loss and still have a have a they just have a better resume. They play better teams with that Notre Dame win and then they both of course have beaten Penn State. But Ohio State's they their their resume and their strength of schedule is just going to be a little bit better I think than what than what Michigan. So if if you're a Big 10 fan looking and trying to figure out how you can get two teams in it's going to have to be Michigan beating Ohio State because when you look at the resumes right now, interestingly enough, of the top four, 
all at 11 and above, 11 and 0. Michigan is by far the lowest strength of schedule and accordingly is fourth in strength of record. You know who's number 1? It's TCU. When you look at the resume, TCU has the best resume from a analytical standpoint. TCU has the best strength of schedule in the top four, and TCU has the best. They have the number one overall strength of record in the top four. And then you get on ESPN and you see clowns like Feinbaum and Stephen A. Smith and Keyshawn Johnson talking about how poor that their schedule is. Look at the numbers. You know how I know Stephen A. and Keyshawn Johnson don't watch college football or don't have any understanding of college football? Spewing crap like that without even having any idea what they're talking about. When you look at it right now, TCU's played the 35th toughest schedule in the country. Michigan's played the 74th toughest. Ohio State, the 54th toughest. And Georgia, the 43rd toughest. TCU has played a measurably harder schedule than any of those teams in the top four. By the strength of schedule metric, nobody would know that unless you actually looked and paid attention to what's going on. So I think that's a, uh, it's one of those things that happens every year and it just comes from trying to push a certain narrative out there against a certain conference. And it always does seem to be like the, the Big 12 is the one that takes the brunt of that. I mean, what is the Big 10? Think about this. The worst team in the Big 12 won at a team that's going to be playing in the Big 10 title game. The worst Big 12 team this season went on the road and beat the champion of a division of the Big 10. But the Big 12 it doesn't but the Big 12 is a, is a, a horrible conference. Probably not. I think there's scenarios out there that are multiple. After this week, we'll, I think we'll have a pretty clear picture and be able to really kind of wrangle that in to where it's at and, and what's going to be going on uh, with, the, with the conference championship weekend ahead. So, I just it, – it would be nice to see everybody and their dog, if Georgia win, beats Georgia Tech, is going to sit here and talk about how Georgia – is in no matter what happens in the in the SEC title game. Probably the same thing for the Ohio State Michigan winner. TCU not going to be a, a, a afforded that luxury, even though their resume says they should be the top one of those teams because they have the best resume so far. But they know they won't, and TCU knows they've got to beat Iowa State this week, and they've got to beat Kansas State in the in the Big Twelve title game barring collapses from USC Clemson in order to make that playoff. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is for them. Even though, to this date, they've done more than anybody else metrically with strength of schedule and the number one overall strength of record. All right, everybody, have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the food. I know we will. It's supposed to be a little bit rainy. I'm sure we'll have a big crowd along Friday night. Big Elks, Cushing, 7 o'clock. Big Elk TV, Cool 94. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cowell. 
Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That bar-